Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have a returning staple to Hero Talk, uh, Goose. Goose, welcome to Hero Talk. A pleasure as always. And making his Hero Talk debut, unless I just can't remember another one you were on, I got Tony. Tony, welcome to Hero Talk. Thank you, sir. And it was it was a long, long time ago. I don't even remember what movie it was, but Goose was I know Goose is on the call too. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was a very, very long time ago. <laughs> All right, but anyway, so welcome to Hero Talk. As as we've said before, I am uh, Judge Greg, and so for today we're doing something a little different. We're not actually picking on a film. Uh, we've just kind of we've got a lot of trailers lately. Uh, some of them came out of. Comic Con or whatever thing that gets trailers released from them these days that all the kids are watching. Oh, uh, we've had a lot of stuff for the the DC Comics cinematic universe, and we've now we've torn apart the Marvel one, left ways and right ways on Hero Talk. But for the cinematic universe for DC, we just we really haven't had a chance because really they only have that one movie out right now. But I didn't figure that was going to stop us from taking the time to figure it out and talk about something. So we're uh, we're going to have a movie-less hero talk where we are just going to speculate and talk about the Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman specifically. And just about anything else that we might have, have seen or heard coming out of uh, the, the talk about these new movies. Now, as always, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. And in this case, it's probably more so, because not only are we going to talk about anything that's released as being fair game, but we're basically wildly speculating on movies that aren't out yet. And while we don't actually have informants on set or anything like that, so it's not like I can confirm anything that we're going to completely make up about these movies or suppose about these movies, we might actually hit it on the head, in which case that could probably be a pretty big spoiler. So if you're one of those people who like won't watch the trailers and doesn't want to know anything about the movie before it's out, this is the time to turn off Hero Talk and go watch one of our other ones on a movie you might have seen. Like, like Batman Returns, that was a good one. Go watch Batman Returns. <laughs> um, and Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then come back once, uh, I guess, Batman v Superman's out and next year. And yeah. is it Suicide Squad's yeah. the following year, or is that also 2016? No, that's also 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I think Suicide Squad's, right now, it's supposed to be released on August 5th, 2016. So, that's, I think that's a Wednesday? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, so that's, um, there you go. So you can come back and listen to this then, and you'll see how right or how wrong we were. Who knows? Good time. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call it right now. I'm gonna say, uh, the end of this, uh, Batman v Superman, I guess, I'm gonna say the Justice League is gonna start forming. I'm just gonna make that <laughs> call right now. Okay. Wow, that's some pretty major spoilerage right there. That's all I got, though. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I, I, I guess the best way to start with this is because I mean we're we're kind of free forming it here. We're not we're not really a, a, a I shouldn't say a real hero talk. We are because this totally counts as a hero talk, and I'm putting it up as an episode. But we're not. You you know we're not we're not really tearing apart a specific movie, and we don't know anything. But I I just want to touch on the cast, and I think the big one that everyone's talked about. I know we've been talking about it on Hero Talk for you know over a year. Um, Ben Affleck is Bruce Wayne and Batman, I think is, is the big one. And that's, I've, I don't know. I, I was not one of the haters. I, I've, I always kind of thought I, I liked this casting. You know, I'll, I'll say I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was a hater. I was a little hesitant on the call. And even now, more so than ever now seeing the, the latest trailer, I, I, it wasn't, my question was never with him playing Bruce Wayne. It was him playing Batman. 
I think he's going to do Bruce Wayne justice. It's just how he's going to play Batman. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm a little worried. I completely agree. It's gonna, I'm hoping that I'm hoping he gets it. From what I've seen, it looks like it could be, but we've only seen a couple of seconds, so it could be completely fail. But the last time we had an actor who we all knew could do Bruce Wayne, we were not sold on him being Batman, was Batman and Robin. So this can go horribly wrong very quickly. Yeah, that's true. Now, I, I will say, um, the trailer for Batman v Superman, the, the most recent one that uh, that came out of whatever con, that, it, was it Comic-Con? Like, I really feel I, like I need to narrow I, that down. I'm almost 100% sure it was. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, so the one that came out of Comic-Con, um, it had this, the, the beginning of it was this phenomenal scene, which I thought was really powerful, where it's like the Wayne building's coming down. And you have Batman, like, running into the debris cloud while everyone's running out of it, which is an awesome visual and kind of, like, that's what kind of started to sell me. And the look that Affleck gives Superman, like, while he's, like, in all the carnage, that was Batman. Like, that was when I was sold. Like, oh, he can do it. I think he can. Because that was a... That was a Batman, I'm angry at you because you're causing people's death stare. And so I, I think that's, uh... I, I think I think that was what cemented for me. Like I think he could pull off Batman. And what's interesting though is during that scene. Well, I guess the scene in um, I guess it's Man of Steel when that, that fight with Zod's going on. You don't actually even know that's Bruce. That's one of uh, the Wayne buildings, right? It's just some random building they're just flying through and fighting. Right. Right. So you don't even know. You don't even have that context, which I did like about this trailer. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of see the aftermath of that fight and what happened. Yeah. And um, so I did this because why wouldn't I? I, uh, so I went and looked at it, and the, the laser beams that you were seeing cut through the building, those were Zod's. So that was actually Zod slicing the building in half. Oh, yeah. There's a, I'll have to send it to you. There was somebody that did a, uh, like a kind of, not a side by side, but they kind of meshed up the scenes from the trailer mm-hmm. to that fight scene in, in um, Man of Steel, and it meshes up perfectly. Well, that like, would have I mean, even me a lot of time the lasers. The fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it meshes up perfectly. Yeah. Um,. So I, I mean, I guess you got to set up these guys against each other because everyone wants to see them fight. And now I'm a huge Batman fan. I like Batman way more than Superman. I think he's a better character. I much prefer to see Batman than I would see Superman. However, if we're being perfectly honest with ourselves, a Superman Batman fight would last about 20 seconds, and that's if Superman wasn't paying attention for the first 19. <laughs> I'd have to agree with you on that one. I mean, honestly, oh, like totally. Batman can do all this stuff, and then Superman's like, well, I'm just going to fly to low orbit, and I'm going to use my heat vision to obliterate the 10 square miles where you are. There you go. Well, yeah. Well, I guess that's why uh, Batman's now got, like, what's the equivalent of Hulkbuster armor on now in this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like sure there, was the internet, there was an internet meme shortly after the first trailer came out. It just said, tell me, do you blow? And the next thing was just a spot where he used to be. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, and I know like this was the line that created a thousand memes, but the, the do you bleed? I thought that was pretty cool. I, oh, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it was. It's just, I, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those, like when you see it in the movie, it sounds good. But that's that's the only Batman line that we have so far, I believe. And it's just... That on its own, I, I don't know. It, it felt weird to me. I don't know really how else to describe it. Like, it, it, it almost seemed like he was saying it casually. Like, he, there was no emotion behind it. Maybe that's just me reading into it. But I, I don't know. I, I almost I, feel like 
like the scene like he wasn't that wasn't where he says it in the movie i think that felt to me a lot like he says it somewhere else and that's just where they put it in the trailer uh yeah that could be maybe he's watching him maybe that fight kind of saying it to himself yeah that was that was kind of my my take on it is that you know he was he was just basically kind of saying it to him but not directly to him and then they overlaid it there Although, I, I don't know if I like the, the Batman voice. And I would love to hear him say some other stuff to know whether or not, like, that's his actual voice. Is he's going to be in that weird, distorted, like... You know, I don't I don't want my Batman to sound like Dirty Harry. And I feel like that's happened <laughs> enough. But the same... And, you know, I, I, I don't think we need a return to the Chris Bale voice. I think I think that needs to get retired with the Chris Bale films. Um, but I, I like my Batman to have, like, a very deep, direct, loud voice... But this kind of felt like it felt like that one season of Smallville when they had Green Arrow on and he had like the voice distorter. I guess actual Arrow uses it in the Arrow exactly. series too. Yeah, it yeah, feels like it's that. Exactly like, what I felt whenever I saw it. You know what? Like, it's yeah. cute on a TV show, but even on the TV show, he doesn't do it all the time. But when it's not a TV show, I don't know. It feels like an emotion picture. I I want to hear the Batman voice. I don't well, want I'm sure to we'll get plenty too. more. Yeah. I should say, I just uh, recently watched Chasing Amy, and it's a little daunting to see that Ben Affleck and try to think, like, this guy is going to be Batman? I'm thinking maybe the way the voice is, I think that maybe the way it sounds when he's in the armor, maybe when he's just in the suit, he just talks. I'm, the I'm way okay they built with that. Up, the way they built up this, the way it looks in both trailers, the armor, it looks like it has a piece that goes over his mouth. So maybe that's where he actually says it when the whole mask is on, and then we just see him without the mask for the trailer. I'm I'm okay with that. I agree. What what I really kind of think is weird is because he's in this suit of armor, but I mean to Superman that suit of armor might as well have been you know paper mache. So what does he really benefit from wearing the armor? It's not going to save him from anything Superman's going to throw at him. I'm thinking basically they're just doing that as an homage to um, the Dark Knight Returns when the two of them fought. He had the armor, of course. I don't remember working it out too well for him in that comic either. <laughs> no, I mean it basically got ripped right off him in that comic, but yeah, I mean he got a few shots in, but then he paid for it in big time. Yeah. Now, and spoilers for people who haven't read this comic from the '80s, but uh, the second most popular graphic novel of all time. But uh, doesn't the whole that fight kind of ends with Bruce taking a dive though, doesn't it? Like that's the whole point. Isn't yeah, basically, basically he is he is going he's basically letting Superman beat him. And then right at the last second, Robin hits him with an arrow with this thing Batman has made with kryptonite on it that weakens him enough Batman can beat him. That's where the infamous line, I want you to remember my hand at your throat, the one man who beat you. Right. Of course, I, I have always said at that point, yeah, but Robin beat him. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. And if we're being perfectly honest, like the only reason you quote unquote beat him is because you faked your death immediately after that. Because otherwise you were really about 25 seconds away from not being able to beat him exactly like it's really just he was about one shake of his head away from clearing his thoughts and being like all right well now i'm going to throw you into the sun well that kind of gets the wheels turning then because i'm you know i'm sure we were going to get to it but we do see kryptonite in this trailer oh uh, do you know how stupid <laughs> i think kryptonite is it's the dumbest thing in the world it's such a plot device and it's overused and I was so happy that there wasn't going to be any kryptonite in Man of Steel and now I'm seeing it in Batman v Superman and I get it like if you're going to have Batman v Superman 
you need kryptonite because there's no other there's no other way to even make it plausible. Although I have yet to see Batman in anything that we've seen so far use the, even something that I could remotely construe as being kryptonite esque. I hope well, they at least here's... give the kryptonite a decent explanation. It isn't just a rock from space. I hope. It... I noticed there was a scene where they had Zod's corpse. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe this is going to be something they've made, like testing things against his DNA to see what hurts it. That would at least give it a more of a reason to exist than a rock fell down and it hurts him. <laughs> well, my my reasoning behind that, or my theory, I guess, is you know in Man of Steel when they have the the terraformers on each end mm -hmm. of the planet, it is you know if they were to do their job all the way through, they would have turned it into Krypton or Krypton, uh, and. So even though it didn't finish, maybe at the direct center of those beams, maybe there's small amounts of it that were that were formed. That was that was just my thought. Maybe that's how they're gonna shoehorn it in there. Yeah, um, I they really better think that through long and hard phrasing before they actually put that in this movie because I I just I don't think there's really ever a good reason to introduce kryptonite into the Superman story. Because as soon as you do that, then you go back to the 1950s, and you got George Reeves, and well, that's nice and all. George Reeves is always just some gangster who found kryptonite, and this guy who found kryptonite, and I, who wants that? Like you said, it comes off way too much as a plot device. It's like, they can't find anything else to beat him. Look, here's a rock. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, anyway, usually used by some guy who he could have beaten in any way. So speaking of some guy, uh, gentlemen, the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> so tell me, yeah. that was that was stupid, right? That wasn't just me, that was just dumb? Look, it, it was, and that from was my perspective... That was insanely stupid. Yeah, I'm not even familiar with, you know, the, the comics, or, uh, sadly, I'm not even that familiar with Lex Luthor as a character that well. Like, I, I know, like, the very basics, but that just, it came off as very, very awkward, and from what, and maybe I'm completely wrong on what I know about Lex Luthor, but Lex Luthor, isn't he somewhat, like, you, you know, boating, like, he's a very confident man, he's very yep. stern, yeah, yes. that, yeah. that didn't yeah. come off... Yeah. Yeah. Basically, everything that Jesse Eisenberg is not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, his performance, at least from what we've seen in the trailer, reminded me a lot more of the Riddler than it did Lex. It Luthor. does. I swear it does. It, it, a lot of people have said that. Uh, they said the Riddler or Calendar Man, and whoever said Calendar Man, I guess, could say, "Get off your high horse, there, hipster, and just get on with Riddler like everybody else. <laughs> Stop trying to show your knowledge of all the obscure villains." It's, he acted like the Riddler would, uh, it, exactly like the Riddler would, and I, I just, I don't get it. I don't, and plus we never saw a single shot of him bald. Now I know he gets bald eventually because they've released production shots and he's bald. Um, but he's not bald in anything that we've seen so far. He's got long, flowing, luscious locks that really don't scream Lex Luthor to me. I'm sort of hoping to go the Gene Hackman route and have all of this time he's been wearing a wig. I could maybe get behind that at least. I don't know. I, you know, I, I heard at one point that, and and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm just making this up, and but Brian Cranston, uh, really, really wanted to play Lex Luthor and actively, actively sought out the part. Oh yeah, he lobbied for quite a while to get this role. Um, so maybe it's just me, but isn't he uh perfect for this part? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah. So what's going on here? Like we we wanted Heisenberg and we got Eisenberg. Uh, I think money, maybe maybe the Skype call yeah. cut off at the beginning. They didn't hear our whole sentence. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, 
I feel like I'm like probably the last person who's made that joke. Like I, I'm not clever enough to have been the first one, so I'm sure everyone's made, played that game before. But but seriously though, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again because it worth, stands worth repeating. We wanted Heisenberg, not Eisenberg. Well, the big thing is you want somebody who you can believe will go toe-to-toe with Cavill. And honestly, uh-huh. I'd see this guy, and the first role I ever saw him in was in Zombieland. So to me, he will always be Columbus, Ohio. So <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm not buying it. I don't buy Columbus, Ohio is going to get in an Iron Man suit and kick Superman's ass. <laughs> now, I, I will say, um, there was a because I saw the social network. So there's a little bit of part of me. This is like I could see them maybe trying to go like the Zuckerberg route with Luthor, like. But and so I, I was gonna reserve it. And when I saw still images of him bald, and he does kind of look a little menacing bald, I'm like, well, we'll see. Because I've I've said this before for a lot of times. And I've said it about Joker, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. Is sometimes the still shots just don't do it justice, and you need to see it in motion to to actually believe it. And, and then the red capes were coming. Yeah, and then yeah, the red capes exactly. were coming, and like, no, I'm not sold. I'm not buying any of it. It's it's all weird. It's all, you know, him just being, you know, little whiny kid like he plays in all his movies. I'm not seeing any. Might as well have gotten Michael Sarah to play Lex Luthor, you know? Well, with the amount of cast in this movie, hopefully he doesn't have that much screen time if it is as bad as we think it's going to be. I mean, it, the two main characters are in the title, right? Right. And, I mean, you're going to have some roles from some of the other ones. I mean, it seems like Luther's going to have a big part. It seems like he's the one that either found or made the kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the one that's looking at it when you see the, the one and only yeah. shot of it? Yeah. He's the one looking at it. Right. So, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe if, if they go down that route with the comic, he, you know, he supplies it to Batman somehow or... Batman steals it, I, I don't know. And maybe he's just kind of like a minor role, more or less. I don't know. Well, I, here's hoping, right? I hope so. Yeah, you know, a bit of a fun fact about Michael Sarah. You know, it's rumored he's going to play the Riddler in the Batman standalone movie. But here's the thing. That's perfect. The only thing that would have been more perfect, I think, is if uh, Jesse Eisenberg played the Riddler. <laughs> I think that would have been even more perfect. Um yeah, this is just I I just I'm not I'm still not buying Lex Luthor and I think if you're trying to sell this whole universe Lex Luthor is like the guy you have to get right, you know? Of course you know who's loving this right now? Ben Affleck cuz he's no longer the biggest question about this movie. That's true. <laughs> after after Jesse Eisenberg came out, man, people just laid off Affleck. Uh I I will say though, and and this kind of gave me a little bit more confidence in in the in the movie is that Affleck didn't want to play Batman because even he was all like, um, I don't really know if I'm the best choice for Batman. And it wasn't until they kind of told him where they were going with the character that he was like, all right, I'll try this. And from what I hear, because they finished filming this thing uh, in December, so. It's got to be pretty close to being ready to go, I imagine, by this point. They're just doing. I'd like to think so, yeah. Yeah, post-production stuff. I mean, it's got to be where we are, as of the time of recording, somewhere around, uh, what, eight months? Uh, seven, eight months away from this thing being taken out. I'm not doing the whole math in my head. Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, less than a year. So, I mean, we're... We, you got to imagine it's pretty close. I've heard that in in some of the screenings, the internal screenings, it's gotten a lot of positive feedback, um, especially for Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh yeah, matter of fact, the um, people who they screened it to, the like the higher ups at Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. they came out and said they were so impressed. They've actually pushed back two of Ben Affleck's other movies he was going to be in so that quote he can focus on Batman. Yeah. They, and of course, now granted, it's their company, so of course they're going to say this be like EA saying it's the best game ever, but mm-hmm. 
they are trying to convince us this is going to be the best Batman ever, which has got to be, it's got pretty big shoes to fill. But if he can, I think we're going to have an excellent movie on our hands. I, it all it all hinges on Batman. I mean, that's really that's how you got to sell this movie. Well, this Batman. Yeah, this right, Batman. Yeah. Right, because we we've established Superman at least in yeah. this movie, and I actually didn't know that about Ben Affleck that he apparently didn't want this role. So mm-hmm. if they were selling it to him, I think probably one of the major points they're selling is this isn't another origin story. That that's done. This is Batman way. He's 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 already retired the cape essentially. I think is what they're trying to get at. Yeah. And now he's jumping back in the ring. So you mm-hmm. kind of almost have a fresh start there. Yeah. But almost with the backstory already filled in. Right. And I I think I mean that's how you almost have to do it now. It's gonna. I think it's gonna create some confusion in that people, the Nolan films are very fresh in our minds, and I'm just I'm a little bit worried that people are gonna think like he's just picking up where like Chris Bale left off, and I mean they'll they they can't do that. I just don't think that's that's right. So you have to find some way to make sure that you know that this is not that Batman, and I don't I don't really know if the 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 mainstream audience is that savvy to be able to pick up on that. Well, you know what I you know what I never thought of until just now for some reason is that you know obviously a huge spoiler for what uh, God why can't I remember the the last title is it the Dark Knight the Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises Dark Knight Rises so at the very end of the movie you kind of get the inclination that Robin or not Robin but um, he, he's never confirmed as Robin but um, yeah. uh, um, why can't I... oh the uh, Goose help us is out. It, <laughs> is it Gordon? Joseph Gordon Levin. Yes. It. Yeah, that he's gonna pick up kinda well, actually that kinda throws a, a wrench in my theory. I thought he he was they kind of imply that he's gonna pick up the mantle of Batman, not Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, okay, never never mind. Yeah. That kinda I was gonna say, you know, in the in the uh, the trailer you kinda see what appears like Robin's suit with yeah. Joker's writing on it, kinda implying he died. So I was thinking maybe they tie it together by saying, Oh, Levitt became robin and but he died and that's when Mm -hmm. this batman now retired who is essentially still the same but my my theory just got thrown out the window so yeah (laughs) never mind on that now here's something that's interesting though uh so we see you know the robin and it's the suits like in a case like like the one that happened when when jason todd died and there's joker writing all on it like haha jokes on you i mean i guess how did the writing get on the suit wouldn't that be in the Batcave? Or I mean, I just I felt like it's a good visual to show you, like, oh, see, check it out, the Joker. And of course, I'm just assuming it's the Joker, because who else would have written it? Well, the ha ha ha, especially. But what, yeah. what do you mean exactly? I mean, I, like, I'm assuming. How, how does? Because there's there's two different times we see the Joker sending a message to Batman in the trailer. One is on the Robin suit, which if it was in its like display case in the Batcave or whatever, I would imagine would not have Joker writing on it. And then the other time is Batman gets a letter where the building falls down and you have like the the headline from the newspaper that says like, you know, dozens killed at Wayne building and it says you didn't save your family and like the Joker read weird lettering, and which again, I'm presuming is the Joker. Um, the way I'm thinking about it is yeah. the, the, the suit in particular, I'm thinking if, the, if they're going to do the death in the family storyline, which is what I'm assuming they're going for with that look. Maybe that's how he found Robin, so he just kept the suit as it was. That's what I was thinking. I guess maybe. So then, who sent them the letter saying you couldn't save your family? Are, are we are we maybe meant to believe that the Joker knows who Batman is? 
I mean, uh, it, could even, it could even be Lex Luthor using it to try to get, maybe he wants Batman to come back. Maybe he's, because he's supposed to be incredibly intelligent. Maybe he figured out Bruce Wayne is Batman so he can stop the red capes, even if no one else can. I, I guess. Um, I it's think, a stretch, I'll admit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, another another casting that kind of got, got lost in 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 the in the waves there of the of the trailer we saw was uh, Gal I'm gonna say Gadot and I have no idea how you actually say I that. I think it's Godot. Godot. Gal Godot. Mm-hmm. Gal Godot as uh, as Wonder Woman. Uh, I guess here's here's my issue is and when I see Clark Kent, I know that's Clark Kent. And when I even saw Affleck as Bruce Wayne, I knew right away that was Bruce Wayne. But uh, the, the Gal Gadot shots, I'm all like, who is that person? And it wasn't until they showed her in the armor like. Oh yeah, that was that was probably Wonder Woman. Well, well, that's the thing is I think you really only see her in two shots. You see her one in the armor and one and you see her without the armor in the first shot, and it's just some woman I think stemming, stepping into a limo. So you're like, yeah. okay, I don't know who that's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But then you see the Wonder Woman outfit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I don't know anything about her. I think that might be a good thing for her for some of these characters, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I've heard, I guess they're trying to make it so that she might be um, Bruce Wayne's love interest in this movie. And maybe that's why she's getting into the limo. I don't know. Maybe if that's supposed to imply something. But Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with her being Bruce Wayne's love interest. I think that's that's probably more interesting than anything else they could have come up with. Agreed. I um, Now, I will say, I did I, in going back and watching the trailer again, they showed a, a shot of Gal Gadot uh, wearing like a white jumpsuity type thing. Which looked a lot like the suit that Wonder Woman was wearing back in the '70s when they tried to like update her outfit a little bit, and it looked it looked awful and terrible and stupid in the '70s, but it was at least a nice throwback to, well, at least she's wearing something Wonder Woman. See, to me, she's the biggest mystery because honestly, we don't know how she's going to play the character, so we don't know how the, what like what take they're going to take on Wonder Woman, how they're going to have her play it. So really, till the movie comes out, we're all just waiting on Godot. Yeah, I mean, she didn't have a single speaking line that I could think of in the uh, in the trailer. No, not no. that I remember. Unless you can't, unless you count that scream as a line. Yeah. No, I'll say like in the armor, like in motion, I think she looks fine as, oh, as Wonder Woman. Is. Yeah, uh, the, the, the guys who designed the armor, and whatnot. Yeah, they did a great job. I will say though, I saw stills of the armor from Comic Con, and there, there's where she's in heels, like actual almost high heel Amazon boots. And I question the practicality of that. Although I'm not going to tell her to stop. Uh, somebody uh, else. I, I, I figure if they can get away with it in Jurassic World, why not Batman v Superman? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, but other than that, and that's such a tiny thing. And who knows how much of that actually carries over into the film or whatnot? But I just, I really, I like the suit. Now I've said this before, and I'm on record, and I will reiterate that. My ideal Wonder Woman looks basically like Xena Warrior Princess with a couple of colors changed. I would oh, agree on that one. Yeah, so this was Completely this is agree. closer to that direction than we've ever seen it done before. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm okay with that. I would I don't I don't know. I've the only thing I've seen Gal Gadot in is the uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. And I wasn't so much a fan from that, so that was my real concern walking. Because I know a lot of people were all like, oh, she's too small to play, or she's not built enough. And I'm like, well, you know, people, you can train. Like, Affleck didn't look like he could play Batman when they cast him. And then I saw some pictures of him from set, and I'm like, well, now he looks like he could rip a man's head off. 
Right. So. I don't even think uh, Cal or Cavill was even that built before he did uh, Man of Steel. Like that is something yeah. he trained for, like you said. Yeah, you trained for it. Oh, so, yeah. so I'm not gonna sit here and be all like Gal Gadot is too skinny. I'm like, well, you know what, Gal Gadot might be too skinny, but she looked pretty hardcore in that trailer. So you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so we Alfred Pennyworth being played by Jeremy Irons. I don't have anything to say other than Jeremy Irons looks like he's only about maybe five years older than Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. He has had some serious work done in this movie universe. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Jeremy Irons. I mean, I love him. I've, I've seen him in a ton of stuff, and, and he's phenomenal. And I was actually really excited because I think he's going to do a really good job. But again, he just he doesn't look like somebody who could have been Bruce Wayne's butler when he was you know eight years old. He looks yeah. like somebody who would have been maybe 16 when Bruce Wayne was eight years old. But based his looks aside, or his age, I guess I should say, yeah. he does seem like he's he's going to have a, a huge role in this, even if it's not that much screen time. But he's going to be the voice of reason. It sounds like for for Batman. I think he says in the line, like he's not your enemy. Yeah. You know, he's he's he he understands what's going on. It seems like Batman either might might be blinded by rage, or you know, he's being fed lies by like uh, Goose was saying, Lex Luthor. He's he's just not seeing the whole picture. Yeah. He's not. He's you no. Know, he's kind of lost his detective ways, maybe. Yeah. I now, swear, Alfred is always like the voice of like oh, the intelligence always, yeah. in all of these movies. I swear, every Batman movie, it's like he's the one who says, "You know, Bruce, you're kind of fucking up here. Can we?" Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to drop that oh, bomb there. Oh, I gotta <laughs> get that now. <laughs> who said? Who says? You know, Bruce, you're always messing up here. Let me help you out with that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I actually I just looked it up. Well, well, well Goose was talking, and uh, so Irons is sixty six, and Affleck is forty three. So that's technically possible that a very very young Alfred Pennyworth was the butler for 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 Batman. Although I would prefer him because I like the Alfred Pennyworth who's like used to be spec ops and that kind of thing. When they, when they play him, like, you know, he was former British, uh, whatever their spec ops is, and I can't remember. And whoever played Call of Duty Modern Warfare would probably know. SAG, uh, is that right? No, but you're close. Uh, it's going to bother me. It's, uh, yeah, I think you got It's something SG. Yeah. But I, I didn't even know that. That it Was that part of his background from the comics? Um, S. Uh, any, no, um,. His background from the comics is he does have a uh, military background, and then I think at some point they did straight up say like, no, he was SAS. SA, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was he was straight up, he was spec ops, and and I they they come up with some explanations for why he comes back. Like sometimes it's because he doesn't want to do war anymore, or because his dad worked for the Wayne family, so he felt some connection to them or whatnot. But he's he definitely gets played as as like capable. And in some instances, more capable than others. Like in uh, in Gotham, especially, probably one of my my favorite um, my favorite instances of Alfred is there was a one scene in Gotham where like assassins are coming for Bruce Wayne, and Alfred just stops the assassins, like straight up beats one of them down and takes his gun and starts like, and it's more than one, and Alfred basically pushes them all away. And I think at one point, Harvey Bullock says, like, well, you're pretty capable for the driver. And he just looks at me and says, I'm not the driver. I'm the butler. <laughs> it was it was a scene that sold me on that series. So, because I was... Agreed. It was, it was a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> I just... The indignation, like, well, I'm the butler. Of course I can repel assassins. I'm not a driver. <laughs> right. Well, bottom line, I, I think we were all in agreement that he uh, he's probably... He's going to be good in this movie. I don't think we yeah. have anything to worry about he's necessarily. He's good in any movie he's in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was... I, I like 
we don't get to see much of him in motion. We just get to hear him talking. But of course, he's good. So nothing really more I can Even say. Even horrible movies he's in, he makes them good. Yes, that's true. All right. So real quickly before we move on to Suicide Squad, we've got uh, I've seen some shots of Aquaman from this movie. Uh, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. All I've seen are stills. Uh, I will say though. I was excited when I heard Jason Momoa was going to play Aquaman, and I saw the stills, and like he actually makes Aquaman look like not a jo- uh, not a joke. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to go toe to toe with him. Yeah, go ahead, go yeah, go I tell him be, he's I the worthless one. Cra- I would not be cracking wise at yeah. this particular Aquaman. <laughs> oh, look who talks to fish! I'm going to go over here now. Yeah, I I I I don't know how they're going to use him. It does. It feels like the movie's getting a little crowded. So hopefully maybe he's not going to have a huge part or maybe he's I don't know but uh he'll be after the credits just walking yeah. up hey guys it's me <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking it's going to be a post credit scene because I was going to say they they showed that still of him like so so long ago and unless he was going to be in this movie then you would assume the next time he's going to be seen is the actual the next movie I I don't know if they're actually calling it Justice League or something like that but that's quite some distance off right so why announce him that early if you're not going to see him for years and years yeah so yeah yeah no i i agree but i i think i'm i'm extremely excited to actually see him uh i i i just i just would really love to see him do some stuff because i think and I've, I've you've seen it in the comic books from time to time is that you get the right creative team on aquaman you get somebody who's actually makes it a labor of love and they can make aquaman pretty hardcore and really entertaining it's you know when he's just the smiley i wear orange i talk to fish like nobody wants that but when you make him like i am the king of the seven seas and you you if you threaten my ocean you will deal with me and i am a warrior then you get a decent character you know then you get somebody who you know might be a little mad at superman for leaving an, an alien terraforming machine at the bottom of the ocean where he d- didn't belong you know I like to think he's the one who broke up the oil rain that they had Man of Steel. I like <laughs> to think that was Aquaman who was bringing in the seals to destroy yeah. the oil refinery. <laughs> yeah, that'd actually be a nice tie-in if they can if they make it work. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, anything else we want to talk about Batman v Superman before we 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 push off to Suicide Squad? No, I think you got it covered. Yeah. Alright, so Suicide Squad, or as DC likes to call it, Our Guardians of the Galaxy. Please see this movie. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's now some of these people are like straight up, right from the comic books, always on the Suicide Squad, so you knew they were going to be in this movie. Uh, and number one is Deadshot. I mean, you can't have a Suicide Squad without Deadshot. Um, yeah, it's physically impossible to do that. I mean, you admittedly you could, but it wouldn't work. Yeah. So in this case, Deadshot's being played by Will Smith. I uh, I'm surprised by the casting because you know it's a little unorthodox. However, uh, you know what? I like Will Smith, so I, I'm certainly not going to I'm certainly not going to knock his ability to play it. And I when he when he wears the costume, you know, Will Smith does look like Deadshot and. He's just he's Will Smith's an entertaining actor, so I'd love to see what he'd do to him. Yeah, he he deserves a redeeming shot. He he hasn't been doing so hot in some of his last couple of movies, so I'm I'm willing to give him a chance with this role. Yeah. Now this is now yeah, the character cipher rage. He needs something to bring him back. Yeah, the character's been played a couple other times in live action. Uh, I think there was Deadshot was on Smallville, 
in the tenth season. I didn't see the episode. I've only ever seen like a still shot. Uh, didn't super look like Deadshot, other than you know the eyepiece. Uh, and then he is very famously in Arrow. Um, yeah, he's played. Who's he? Who played him in Arrow? Do you remember? I haven't seen the show. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have to look it up. Yeah, I would. I'm. I'm gonna look it up right now while I continue to soliloquy on Deadshot. Uh, so he's played by Michael Rowe. See how fast I can do that. <laughs> the power Michael Rowe in uh, in Arrow. And uh, the thing about Michael Rowe is, first of all, he didn't have a mustache or a beard or anything, so that's wrong. And I mean, he did have the big giant eyepiece, so uh, for whatever that's worth. Actually, my least favorite part of the character is the big eyepiece. So the fact that that's the thing that always keeps surviving bothers me. And I kind of like that when I see Will Smith without the mask on, he doesn't have a big old eyepiece on. Yeah, I like the fact that they made it part of essentially his uniform, not something he has all the time. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. And uh, I don't, the thing is, the guy in Arrow, well, I like what they did with him in Arrow, and uh, especially in his his finale episode, and I won't spoil that for you, but uh, I thought it was a really great character arc for him. I don't want that to be how I remember Deadshot, so I kind of want Will Smith to bring something new to this. Um, although, and this ruffles some feathers, and we might as well kind of touch on that as we talk about Suicide Squad, is we've seen the Suicide Squad on Arrow, and we basically are being told, yeah, that's cute, this is a completely different Suicide Squad, these two shows and, and this movie, they're not connected in any way. Um, well, I, that's always comforting. I, I don't, I haven't seen them in the show, but mm-hmm. I, I, what, did they not have like the greatest rep, I guess, or they're not really portrayed that well? I mean, they're the thing is, is the Suicide Squad. They're not portray- they're not portrayed. I, I wouldn't say not well. I've enjoyed this, the, what they're in, but they're they kind of just grab a couple of people and say, "Oh, here we go, Suicide Squad," and you know that's the Suicide Squad. But they're not like they're not really to the forefront. They don't strike you as somebody who you know could be out saving the world or doing whatever they're doing. To be honest, in in Arrow, it honestly felt a little forced. Yeah, like they were putting the sui- like they were calling them the Suicide Squad just because to almost to get the name out there. Yeah, I you know I now I, some people really want the universes connected, and I'm of two minds on it. On the on the one hand, I mean you're you're trying to put together a Justice League, and you already have an established Flash and an established Green Arrow, and you even now have an established Adam. So uh, you're you're getting you're halfway there. If you just include the TV shows and say, yeah, these count too. Uh, but on the other hand, though, like, the, the the budget that you have and the characters you're able to establish and, and bring into a TV show are not always going to be the same caliber of person that you would really want if you were going to do this on the big screen. You know? Now, maybe, you know, Steve Amell and, uh, who plays Flash? Gaston something? Guy Gaston? Somebody help me with that. Yeah, I feel bad. I like the show, but I don't know who plays him. Um, Grant Gustin. So, I got the quick fingers here. I like Grant Gustin, and he, I mean, he sold me on The Flash. I'm, I'm, I'm on board, but at the same time, it's... You know, is he really going to be your big screen Flash? Can I see Guy Gustin standing next to Ben Affleck and, and Henry Cavill and... Being a titan among them, I, I well, don't know. I really yeah, don't know. I, 
I see your point, but it, it, at the same token, do they need to be? Like, could they be a part of the same universe? But you don't necessarily ever see them in a. You never see that that Flash and you know and Affleck as Batman in the movie, but you know they are in the same universe. You know, I. I mean, with that. Well, if it was Arrow, I could say absolutely. But the Flash is like he's he's one of the big names. You know, he's he's right up there with Green Lantern, and who they're also not really including in this whole universe, and that's probably for the best. But I would say for the Flash, especially because now you've st- this the Flash in the show is considered to be like a younger, less developed Flash. Like wasn't quite he's he's not quite on par with being a hero in in a world where there is a Superman and a Batman. Where, you know, maybe if you know you you have a guy who plays it, and maybe you play the whole thing like, okay, so the Flash happened, but then he became older, and that's when all this stuff's going on. Oh, maybe I can buy that, but. Well, they've cast a fairly young actor for the film Flash, Ezra Miller. I don't even know who that is. I don't either, and I'm looking at his IMDb page. Yeah, I'm trying to think, where where would I have seen him from? Basically, the only thing I've seen that we would have ever seen him from is he was on the TV show Royal Pains, if any of you watched that, I guess. I do watch Royal Pains, yes. Okay, well, if you've watched that, he plays um, Tucker Bryant. Oh, he plays Tucker. I'm upset I know who that is, by the way. Like, <laughs> very angry. But, yeah, he was in the uh, he was in the first episode, too. He's playing the Flash? Yeah, he's going to be the DC movie's Flash. Oh, well, then that's stupid. They should have just got the TV show Flash. If we're going to make it a kid, <laughs> why don't we just get the guy we know? We just totally yanked the rug out of Greg's whole awesome yeah. theory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, now I think it's dumb. Yeah. All right. Oh well. It's almost like DC wants to keep them separate, so that way, if one fails, it doesn't drag them both down. Maybe they don't have enough confidence yeah. in one or the other. I will. They don't want, I will they don't say that that's that's probably a good good idea because if Suicide Squad bombs, you want to at least still have like your Arrow universe out there. Oh yes. Um. So let's see who else we have on our Suicide Squad now. Uh. So we got Rick Flagg, who's going to be in this movie. Um, so I, it looks like a lot of this is kind of focused and centered around Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn. Now I I actually I'm liking her as Harley Quinn. I like her look and the voice. Um, she's a little too emo, and I don't like the suit or costume or whatever she wears. Yeah, I, I got that vibe too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, listen, I don't want her to be wearing, you know, a red and black Harlequin outfit. But I I kind of wanted her to at least be clothed. You know what I mean? Like, she just... <laughs> yeah, almost like little. a movie version of what they did in, um... In New 52. Right. Something like was, that. Which was kind of ridiculous. Like, and listen, I'm not even sitting there saying, like, she should be completely covered up. I'm not trying to go that route at all. I'm just saying when you show what she's wearing, and it's basically booty shorts and a tank top... I'm shrugging my shoulders, going like, I'm not, I'm not buying her as a part of a, a, even a haphazard squad like this. I'm not buying it. I'm really not. Not when you're also in a team with somebody like, for example, we were just talking about Deadshot, where he's wearing what looks like full military grade armor. Yeah, it feels like she should at least have something that make matches 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 the theme. <laughs> no, I, I agree with think. you wholeheartedly. There. No, listen, I, she doesn't need to be wearing armor. She doesn't. But I just, I I don't know. I think there were better ways to go. Now, I like the hair. I think that's pretty neat. She looks right. pretty pale, so that's that's cool. I just kind of, 
I don't know. I, I I had higher hopes than what they actually went with. Yeah, I was hoping they'd go a little bit more toward, I don't want to say comic booky, but that's basically what I'm thinking, comic booky. Yeah, I I would kind of say I wanted her to be a little bit more street than, than I don't it's, it's, I, I I don't have words for it, all right, people? I just don't like it. <laughs> Well, if we do norm, we only really see her like when she's in her cell, right? Like we don't necessarily, and maybe I'm wrong, but we don't really see her out on the street, like kind of doing her thing. So maybe well, there's we see a little bit. No, they released a uh, production still, which is what I'm kind of basing this on. And in the production still, where they show like the, kind of the whole squad together, like she's definitely she's she's wearing like uh looks like maybe a tank top and like a uh, a Letterman jacket from high school and some some studded booty shorts. And uh, would I guess look like black and white lace up specialized heel boots? I don't. Uh, know. I, th- I think I know the still you're referring to. Yeah. So yeah. it's still. It just it looks ridiculous, and it doesn't. I mean, listen from from the waist up, I'm buying Harley Quinn. From the waist down, I'm seeing stripper. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I I just. And I would even probably say, like, I think maybe the Letterman jacket looks kind of... You know, this just... There was not good. They could have done better. There were better ways to go. And they didn't. The thing that weirds me out about that when you see the whole cast photo is that so many of them look, like, almost identical to their comic book counterparts. And then you just see her in there and it just kind of, it throws you off. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith is basically wearing a, a pretty comic-accurate Deadshot costume. To include a mask. A white mask with the red eyepiece on it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and you have Katana, who's wearing the mask with the rising sun on it. I mean, there are people you recognize right away. I mean, Killer Croc looks, I mean, kind of looks Killer croc I don't know what other way to put it. Uh, Captain Boomerang sort of looks like Captain Boomerang. Um, but then, on top of all of that, then you got Harley Quinn. She's Now, she shouldn't look like she belongs. I get that. And I think there are some tweaks to this costume that I probably would have been more on board with. And, and again... I haven't really gotten a chance to actually see the costume in in full motion. I haven't really seen her do a whole lot with it. So maybe in motion it comes off a lot better, and and I don't know. So I, I, I probably shouldn't judge it from a still, but I'm just... From the still, I didn't buy it. Maybe the acting of the character will make up for it. Who knows? We'll, it, it we'll, might. Maybe, we'll maybe it'll grow on me, but for right now, I just... I just don't like it. I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't know. That's just what. That's all I can say. I just don't get it. Um, who else we got in our Suicide Squad here? We got. Uh, so Adam Beach is playing Slipknot. I know jack all about Slipknot, but I like Adam Beach. I was a big fan of his stint on Law and Order SVU. So good for him. That's all. I, that's all. Agree. I, I know. I know nothing of the characters, but I agree. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I like. I like him there, so I'm hoping he'll do well here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, same boat. Uh, Jay Hernandez as El Diablo. I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> so, congratulations, Mr. Hernandez, on your selection as El Diablo in Suicide Squad film. This is the, like, I know these are, pre- you know, like, especially when you're, you're, you're looking at this like this was the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I didn't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, so I'm not saying you need to be people I recognize, but I'm... It's one thing where I'm just kind of savvy on Marvel Comics, and I really wouldn't have recognized a lot of the Guardians. But man, I read a lot of DC comic books. And so if I look at this character like, man, I have no idea who that is. Something's wrong. Something is definitely wrong. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he's playing his... uh, I looked it up. He's playing his new 52 incarnation of El Diablo. Um, I guess... 
Okay, sure, why not? I don't know anything about it. It gives you a blank slate. I, I don't have to bring in any baggage on El Diablo with me into this movie. You can just tell me what he is and what he does, and I will just believe you. Uh, so, uh, Cara Delevingne, Delevingne, hook it on phonics, worked for me. Okay. I, <laughs> she plays Enchantress. I actually know who Enchant- Enchantress is. Uh, I don't remember her being a part of the Suicide Squad. There was a, uh, there was a string of, um, there was a string of comic books that were out in the day, and I don't know if they ever got their own line, or she was always just in some other, other comic book, but, like, she was with, um... A lot of, like, the more mystic superheroes got together and formed their own group, and they were, I think, called the Shadow Pact, if that sounds right to the listening audience out there. She might have been in the Suicide Squad, or she might have, because I don't think they would just make people up for the Suicide Squad. I'm assuming they picked people who were actually in the squad at some point. But um, Artistic liberties, you never know. Yeah, but... Yeah, they brought her into a series It was called Task Force X. And that's what the series was. They brought her in, and then it became the Suicide Squad. This was in 93, it looks like. All right. Yeah, so that, that might have been just slipped under the radar. But uh, The only thing that's really kind of odd about this is that, like, up until now, you've had... People have had powers for reasons. She is straight-up magic. There's no real way around that. She's she's magical. She doesn't have great abilities. She's not crazy. She didn't have an accident. She didn't train herself to the peak of, of human perfection. She didn't come from another planet. She's magic. So what you're basically saying when you include Enchantress, you're saying, by the way, folks, in our little movie world here, magic is real. Well, I could be wrong, but isn't isn't there some some form of? And I I get it's not necess- it's not the same. I don't want to say universe, but going back to the the Nolan series with the the League of Shadows, isn't there some kind of you know hint towards magic there? Or there's some you know what I mean? There's some there, there's a hint of it, but they kind of they play it like there's they they play it off like we make it seem like we're magic, but we're really not. Right, I, I'll give you that, but it, it does seem like it, it's it's there, even if it's not kind of in your face. Which I don't know if that's what, what they're going to do with this character Enchantress, but yeah. I, I would assume they would have to. Yeah, powers, I mean, but I you ha- I mean, I don't see how you get around it, but I mean, sure, well, not, why not? We'll see how they do it. I bought into a a tree and a talking raccoon, so I really can at this point be dismissive <laughs> of anything. Very yeah, true. at this point, I'm I'm willing to jump in on pretty much anything yeah. if it works. All right, so uh, as Captain Boomerang or Boomerang, depending on when you look it up, but I prefer Captain Boomerang because why not? Uh, so Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad is played by, uh, I think his name is Jai Courtney or Jay Courtney. Uh, I've looked up, he's been in a bunch of stuff that I don't recognize, but he was in uh, Spartacus, Blood and Sand, and he played Varro, who was Spartacus's buddy that he had to kill because that other woman could, got some way to make him have to kill him in an exhibition round, and Badiatis let him do it. And uh, So what I'm really getting at here is that he's also been played... The character was played by uh, Nick Ahmad Tarabe, who played Asher, also from Spartacus. So there's a common link among Captain Boomerang is that he's being played by actors from Spartacus. Uh, huh. I had I had no idea that was the same guy who played who's playing Captain Boomerang. Yep. I'll be dipped. <laughs> yeah. I uh, no, I have been recently watching Spartacus. So I mean, like he's fresh in my mind. So when I saw like when I saw him, like oh that's Asher, and I didn't like Asher. No, I was very happy, spoiler, when when he got his. Yeah, he got his head cut off. 
<laughs> no, let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, here. let's. He he got his head cut off. Now, yeah. Now, where I knew Captain Boomerang from was in the movie just came out, Terminator Genesis. He played Kyle Reese. In yeah, that. Jai Courtney was just in in, uh, in in. I had never made the connection that that was Varro. Yep, that was Varro. <laughs> and I uh, I liked him as Varro. That was sad when he had to be killed because oh I can't remember oh, yeah. what's her name got him killed. Yeah, I forget her name, but yeah, that Lucinda, I, I think. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. a great character on that show. Mm-hmm. And even in later stuff, Terminator in particular, he shows he's a great actor. So I think he's going to do well as Captain Boomerang. Yeah, and uh, so that's I I I don't know I I I like Asher as Captain Boomerang. I think I like Varro as Captain Boomerang. And you know why not? And as long as we're talking about connections, uh, Homeboy who played Crixus is uh, Deathstroke and Arrow. So that's where the Spartacus actors are everywhere. Yeah, Spartacus actors, they, they get around. They've invaded the DCU. <laughs> and I'm okay with it, quite frankly. I'm okay with it. I was, oh, yes. I was a fan of that okay show. I, I love that series. That's a hero talk waiting to happen. Uh, let's see. We I got Karen uh, Fukuhara as Katana. Uh, not the same Katana as we've seen. I, I Actually, I like the Katana from Arrow. But if you're going to go with someone different, I think maybe you get rid of a lot of the... Uh, the dead weight on the character. Now I've looked her up. She has one film in her IMDb, and that's Suicide Squad. I I know nothing about her. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, um, she's definitely uh, what I would call an unknown. Yeah. Now if if you if you read her bio, it says things like she was a host for World Sports Major League Baseball, um, in Hong Kong, and she was on the Disney Channel in Japan. So didn't even know they had a Disney Channel in Japan. Apparently they do. Does that does that count? Do we take a shot now? Is that close? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, take a shot, people. I've, that's as close as I've gotten so far, and I, I really haven't looked. But too much. All right, so I, I don't really t- want to talk about Suicide Squad anymore in terms of actors. Uh, Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller. I think no, I, you only get to see her like ever so briefly eating some steak. But uh, I think she's perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, as soon perfect. as as soon as I saw her, I was like, "That's her." They because got it down. <laughs> I have seen Waller done wrong. They, I don't like who plays her on Arrow. I don't remember the actress's name. I didn't even like Angela Bassett eh, from Green Lantern. But Viola Davis in that one scene, I'm like, yep, no, I'm, I'm sold. This is Amanda Waller. This is who I want. Yeah, from the now second on. they showed her, I was like, yeah, you got it. Yep, because that's done. a character that you either got or you don't. Right, got it. Perfect, perfect casting. You could not have done a better job. It's it. I'm I'm disturbed. It took them that long to figure it out because better late than never. Yeah, because she's she's gonna kill it as Amanda Waller, and I I hope she gets one of those good deals where she's in like a ton of movies. I want to see her in like the Batman movies and any of the Justice League movies. She needs to be in more. I think she's perfect. Oh hell yes. Yeah. So I don't really know what the uh the the plot of this movie is going to be, but I have to imagine it's gonna base a whole lot on the Joker. And in this trailer, I actually got to see my first Jared Leto as the Joker in 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 full color in in full motion, and I don't I I no I admit I saw the still shot I hated it I didn't get the tattoos I'm like I don't know if I'm buying this character at all I like it much better in motion and his laugh is just about as perfect as I've heard anybody get the laugh. With a possible exception of Mark Hamill. Yeah, whenever I, I saw it in the trailer, I was much more impressed than I was in the still. When the still came out, I'm going to be honest, I hated it. I immediately was like, what are you doing? You've messed it up. It's not going to work. But then as soon as we saw the trailer, I was like, and I could be completely wrong. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys. I, I wasn't sold on the still, but when I saw it in action, especially as you said, the the laugh that really sold me. But you know what was interesting? I wish I could I could probably find the image if I looked for it. But uh, they were going through and they showed uh, the the four major jokers. So now you got him. Um, God, I'm horrible with actors' names. Why can't I think of Joker from the, the Nolan series? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, um, Jack Nicholson, and. Caesar Romero? Uh, yes. There's an image, and it and it showed, you know, like, they're pretty much all an era, and it said this was the drug that was popular in that era, like cocaine for the Nicholson era, uh, heroin for uh, for the uh, Heath Ledger era, and I can't remember what they said, but it, it kind of made sense in, in that regard. Like, the, the Joker kind of matched the time in regards to the drugs, if that makes any kind of sense. But Yeah, Rome- it, it, Romero was LSD, yeah, Nicholson was yeah. cocaine, Ledger was heroin, and the new one is meth. Yes, that I mean, yeah. if yeah, that's how no, you're gonna base your, yeah, if you're, that's how you're gonna base your jokers, that makes sense to me, and it, it looks like uh, Jared Leto's got it down. I didn't, I have never seen that, but and if you search for Joker drugs, you just get Heath Ledger's death reports because I just tried that. But uh, yeah, now that you say it, yeah, abs- absolutely, absolutely, I could see that. So I just learned this though while I was perusing through news on uh, Suicide Squad is that uh, Oprah Winfrey was considered for the role of Amanda Waller. Oh, I'm glad they didn't go down that. Yeah, route. wow. Never, a bullet there. Never in a million years. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, so I'm like I'm like a Jared Leto, and I think, and I I've watched the, a trailer a couple of times, and maybe I might be wrong, or these might be two different shots spliced together, but I think the person he's torturing in that first scene, I think that's supposed to be Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's the impression I got. Which if they yeah, go down that route, I would really enjoy that. You kind of see how that character was yeah. made. Like she wasn't always crazy, you know. Right. She, I mean, she so, be a the doctor for crying out loud. And I, right. I feel like Harley Quinn as as a character never really gets a fair shake because everything she does is so centered around the Joker. And what I would really like to do, and maybe maybe this movie can do a decent job of it finally, is to kind of separate them from this weird relationship they have, and you kind of turn it as she turns against the Joker and she can finally like not have connection to him. And I think I would really appreciate that. Uh, but we'll see. Now, we do get to see them at one point driving in the Joker's Lamborghini that he could afford somehow. Hey, meth is very profitable. I guess, yeah. And a, a purple one at that with Batman hanging off the top of the thing. Uh, so I guess Batman's in this movie, which makes you wonder, uh, so where is this in relation to, like, Dawn of Justice? Does, it, does this movie take place before Dawn of Justice? Were we seeing a, a flashback to something that would have happened or... Are we seeing just Batman? Is, is the opening scene of the film Batman bringing Harley Quinn in, and and then the Suicide Squad works from there? I don't know. Well, I, I haven't seen the say, trailer. The, the rumor mill is all over the place. Some people have come out and said it's, that the movie takes place. It's like set in like the late '80s, early '90s. It's like this is right before Batman retires. I've heard other things that say it takes place after Batman v Superman, so it's really hard to tell where in the timeline this takes place. Well, I just have to say, uh, uh, based on if they say it's happening in the 80s and 90s, then meth wasn't very popular and Joker should look totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. The other thing I was going to get at is, I I haven't watched that trailer, I should have watched it before I came on here, but... Uh, when he's on, when Batman's on top of the, the Lamborghini, it's not like the full decked out like steel combat armor that he's going against Superman with, right? Yeah. It's it's more of the your I don't want to say typical, but it's what you see 
uh, Affleck looking at in the in the Superman. Yeah, it's the, the normal Batman. bat suit. Yeah, it's right. So I think that uh, that should be pretty telling. If if it's got to be either bef- the very beginning of Batman v Superman, or I think it's more likely that it takes place in the past at some point, and maybe Suicide Squad or or there's a flashback of Joker killing Robin. You know, so that there's that kind of tie into it. But mm-hmm. I would my money's on it being set in the past at some point. Yeah. Well, even in the suit Batman v Superman trailer, we see him in his regular suit. When he's he's fighting Superman, it appears someone who has a red laser, so I assume Superman. Mm-hmm. And then he's in his regular suit, shoots the grappling hook and then dumps out of the way right before the blast hits the building. So you're, I'm not sure, sure maybe that's not, that was sure definitely in the regular armor? suit. Yeah. That was okay. the regular yeah. suit. Okay. Incidentally, though, uh, Superman was straight up trying to kill Batman there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good clearly, point. they're clearly they're taking right from yeah. Him snapping Zod's neck was just the beginning. He's yeah. going kill streak on this. Although, I think I saw Batman snapping somebody's neck in that trailer too. So I I don't know. I we're in a universe where people are just snapping people's necks like it's candy. Snapping necks and cashing checks. That's yeah. Right. As a matter of fact, if I know we're jumping back to that the Batman v Superman movie, but in that trailer, wasn't there? It looked like a dead criminal on the ground that had like the bat logo like seared into his skin. He wasn't dead. Like, he was very much alive. Okay. But okay. yeah, he definitely was branded with the bat logo, which I think is pretty cool, even though it seems a little hardcore. But I, I could see Batman going like, he's alive, isn't he? Now he's got a reminder to stop breaking the law. It's almost kind of like they've taken the Batman and they've kind of put a little bit of... I don't want to say um, horror elements into it, but they've made him more of. He's not just using. Te- he's not just using fear. He's actually using terror. He's actually criminals are literally terrified. Yeah, they of don't Batman. want to be branded with a bat, <laughs> right? You know? and yeah, he, he's not. He's not leaving them on the symbol like he does in other movies. He's literally yeah. marking them. Yeah, you, you're you're one of my children now. Yeah, I. I think that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> I yeah, so we'll see. So I don't know. They 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 gone a little hardcore. Rolling it back into into Suicide Squad though. I uh, I I I kind of don't want it to be a prequel. At least I'm okay if the the scene that they're showing that we saw in the trailer of Batman on top of the Lamborghini. If like if that's if that's our opening scene and maybe that took place before like the Batman v Superman, like when Batman was still active and then, you know, Harley Quinn's been in jail this whole time and now they finally get a lead on the Joker and that's that's kind of how you establish her in jail. I'm okay with that, but I don't want them to get tricky or cute with the storylines. I want them to be like, if this movie came after Batman v Superman, I want it to have happened after Batman v Superman. Right, yeah, I hope they take a simple plot route with it. It, it just it makes it clean, cleaner, easier. You don't have to tie it into that, you know, that yeah. many things with the other movies. That's that's Ooh. what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And I mean, and this is I mean, this is a pretty quick and easy way to establish a lot of the villains gallery right now because this is the movie where you can do it. You can establish a lot of these people and get them out there and I think it's a little crazy though that we're establishing Joker in a not Batman movie. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, has has there even been a, a Suicide Squad movie before? Is no, this... no, I... no. No, this will be the first time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you don't count like it animated movies, because there was definitely right. a directed to DVD uh, animated movie for Suicide Squad, which I think was a, a tie-in to the Arkham series of games. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I've I've seen it, so I don't know why I'm saying I think. I just don't don't remember exactly what the story was there or whether what it tied into. But there was a uh, there was an animated one, which wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but I mean, these things aren't Citizen Kane. They are what they are. But I, it at least entertained me. 
Something yeah. I do give DC credit for, at least their animated department does seem to do a decent job. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll give them. All right, so... Uh, other than that, like I, we don't know a ton about Suicide Squad. They they do the um they kind of pull an Avengers two where they play that like high pitched sweet song there. You know, like now they don't have something as cool as I've got no strings on me, but they kind of play like the jokes on you or something. It just it felt very reminiscent of the Avengers two trailer to me. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, I got that. Hey, did did we skip over Killer Croc? As far as his we, cast, I think we mentioned him. Yeah, we 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 definitely skipped over him. Played by an actor whose name I cannot possibly listen. I can't even get. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I I saw that and I was like, I'll let Greg handle that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, the only the only thing I wanted to say about him, and again, yeah. not being as probably familiar with the comics and the war as you two are, you know, I know him. I think from the the popular animated series, uh, and of course the uh, the Arkham Knight games or the Arkham games, mm-hmm. and I mean this, he seems more human. You know, like I mean, in the yeah. games and the the comics, like he's he's got to be like what, fifteen feet tall, maybe right. just massive. And yeah, he looks massive here, but he looks like he's still probably like I don't know, six, seven feet tall, right? Maybe at the most. So it, it just it seemed it, a little odd. In but. the comic books, it's never consistent how they portray Killer Croc. Uh, sometimes he's portrayed as a big, giant, mutated, huge monster, and sometimes he's portrayed as he's basically a dude but just has scaly skin and sharp teeth. Okay. So it really kind of comes down yeah, to... Yeah, they're kind of yeah. all over the place. Who, with the whoever, the, however the writer wants him to be, that's how he's going to be. So in this case, I'm like, and this is how the writer wanted him to be. Um, okay, works for me. Yeah, so the guy, I'm going to I'm gonna give this one shot, and I apologize right now. Uh, Ed Wally Aknuia Badzize. All right, I apologize to everyone I just offended with that. I am so sorry. Um... He's been in stuff I've seen though. He was in the Mummy Returns. Uh, he played the Lachna, who was he was the uh, the 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 Mummy's kind of right hand man person. Um, I, he was was in the Born Identity, but I don't remember his character from that. Uh, he was on Lost for people who watch Lost. He's been on Game of Thrones for people who watch Game of Thrones. I uh, remember him. He was heavy duty in the the GI Joe movie, The Rise of Cobra, which uh, when we do the hero talk on that, I got some fun stories for. And he was in um he was in Thor the Dark World. Ah, so he's he's got quite a bit under his belt. Yeah, I can't think who he played in Thor the Dark World. I think he played maybe he the He played uh, um Algrim slash Curse. Oh, the 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 nasty dude that killed Thor's mom. Right. Yeah, okay. So yeah, he's I can't believe this didn't come up when I tried to pronounce his name on the Hero Talk for that. It might have. I don't know. That's I haven't listened to it. Oh, all right. So anyway, there we go. Uh, so we talked about Killer Croc. So it looks like this Killer Croc is just basically he's reptilian-esque, but not really a big giant reptile monster. No, he looks more man than yeah man than what we see in like the games or the animated series. I'm I'm you know it, like I said they, since they that he's all over the place in the comic book, so I don't really care. They pick one, pick the other. Doesn't doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, right. I mean the only thing I'd say is that it, it's you know the movies obviously somewhat tries to be somewhat grounded in 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 reality other than maybe the magic part (laughs) where even even arkham asylum in those games there's Mm -hmm. still kind of some cartoony parts of it you know like you can't take it that seriously maybe arkham knight's a different story but for the most Uh, part no arkham knight's pretty cartoony okay i haven't gotten there yet so yeah i mean they they tried to but it's a little 
Yeah, we, we, we're not we're not going to talk Arkham Knight because I think that's right. that's well, kind of I'll, yeah. that's Point I'll Streak's was, job. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> All I was going to try to get at is yeah. that this movie seems to be more grounded in real realism, if that's a word. But yeah. Um. So it it, it fits that tone, I guess. Yeah. No, I I I agree, and I I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I'm going to see it, obviously. Uh, and I'm even quite interested enough to actually try to get myself to see it in the theater, and that doesn't happen very often. So. So hopefully, it, hopefully it'll do all right. Uh, it's being directed by David Ayer, and he did Training Day, which I really, really liked. A fantastic movie. Yeah, and uh, he did. He also directed the movie Harsh Times with Christian Bale. That didn't get a huge release. I don't even know if that got a theater release or went straight to video, but um, I did like it. So I, I have nothing to say. I did like it. So I like what he's. Uh, I like what he's done. Um, I like his work, uh, and, and also former sailor. So, in case you were wondering, like, how come former sailors don't don't get any more directing roles on movies? There you go. <laughs> now you know. He was now <laughs> now he's got this one. But yeah, I think Training Day alone was enough to make me say like, yeah, I could watch this movie. The guy who does Training Day is gonna do Suicide Squad. I think I think that's probably the best you're gonna get. I would agree. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about from Suicide Squad before we uh, we close this out? Uh, I, I mean, I can't. I think we've, we've pretty much t- we we've, we've had we filled over an hour with two trailers. I think we did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I can't think of anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for those of you listening, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice is scheduled to be released on March twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. And Suicide Squad is going to be released later that year on August 5th, 2016. So 2016, big year for the DC Cinematic Universe. The DCCU. I'm sure there's a better way to say that, but, uh, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I, I want to see, I want to see a Justice League movie. And I think we need to establish this world to get there. And they seem to be taking the fast track to get there because Batman v Superman seems to basically be like, and the next one will be Justice League. So. Uh, hopefully, and maybe, just maybe, in my lifetime, I'll get to see Justice League Avengers. Maybe. Don't, that would don't be get... amazing. <laughs> All the pieces are in place now, man. We just need to get some movie rights signed. That and... would be awesome, but uh, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> we I'm need, always we need North Korea to hold the studios hostage until <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hor- North Korea has some Justice pull with League movie Avengers. studios. They could make this happen. Kim Jong-un, if you're listening, um, I'm not going to say that. No, I don't want to get shot. Never mind. And we, and, we, and we know you're a fan of Hero Talk. Yeah. We know this. No, we yeah. don't. Don't don't put that on me. I don't need that. <laughs> Holy well, cow. Let, yeah. Let, well, <laughs> let, me, let me take it here, then. Let me ask both of you guys. What, which one of you think you, you're more looking forward to at this point? Batman v Superman. Oh, yes. Batman v Superman. Okay, so we're frankly, all in agreement on yeah, that. I just want to see... I want to actually see Batman and Superman fight. Even if it's going to be stupid, and they're going to use the most contrived ways to make Batman be able to keep up in a fight with Superman, that should never happen. And again, I'm the Batman fan here, and I'm saying it's stupid and it should never happen, and it's not a fair fight at all. But I still want to see it. Yeah, I'll be honest. As soon as I heard the title, I was immediately like, and this movie is going to make huge bank just because people want to see Batman fight Superman. Yeah. The rest of the movie can be completely stupid. People will still go to see those two fight. They really missed their calling, though. I wanted this to be called World's Finest, and I think that could have been... That would have made so much more sense. Yeah. 
But, oh well. People, other than the comic book crowd, people wouldn't have gotten it. They're like, what do you mean, world's finest? Yeah, that's true. Maybe you could call it Batman and Superman, the world's finest superheroes. I don't know. I don't know how you how you do it, and I don't think there's a good way. And I'm, I'm pretty... say the worst title that I've ever heard people say they should have had was Men of Steel. That may have been the worst title. <laughs> yeah, I've that ever was heard. the worst. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I was originally pretty down on it when it was you know Dawn of Justice, Batman v Superman, until I realized that this actually is not supposed to be Man of Steel two, and there's another completely separate Man of Steel two out there somewhere. Right. So, and I guess in this case, it's I I think there were probably better titles, but I I why not at this point? I think Batman v Superman was silly. I I just I think maybe Batman slash I don't know. I I could I could do this all day. Come up with better titles for Dawn of Justice. If it were up Dawn to me, Justice. I'd have called it Man of Steel: Darkness Rising. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I still just say they should have just gone straight up World's Finest. Even World's Finest: colon, Dawn of Justice. Like people are gonna figure it out. Batman and Superman are on the posters. They're gonna see the movie, whether they get the title or not. But it yeah, just everybody's seemed... going to figure this one through. Yeah, I think Batman v Superman felt a little overt in what you're trying to sell. But apparently, I'm buying it. So you know, they could have called it "This movie is going to suck," and I would still be in line at the theater opening <laughs> night. Yeah, it, it could be Batman and Robin too, and we'd still be there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're going to call that. That's Hero Talk. Uh, so I want to start by thanking uh, Goose and Tony. Hey, thanks for coming on Hero Talk, guys. Yeah, anytime. Thank well, you for having, having me. It. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a great discussion, and uh, it was really good because I was hurting for a Hero Talk, and I needed to get one recorded so that I could actually post on Thursday. So appreciate you guys coming on and helping me out. And it's this has been a topic I wanted to talk about ever since the trailers came out, and it just seemed like... It, it it wasn't going to happen until finally I got the opportunity, and I think I I don't think I could have asked for a better crew to be on for this one. You guys really brought your A game, and I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. So for you out there in the listening audience, I want to thank you for joining us. If you have a movie you want to see us review, or you want to join a panel for one of these recordings, you can email HeroTalk at Enthusiacs.com for more Let's Plays, reviews, videos, and articles. Go to Enthusiacs.com. You can check us out on Twitter. We are at Enthusiacs. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook. And as always, you can be right back here next time for the next Hero Talk. Hero Talk.